Psalm chapter 19. When I was in basic training, they gave us a field day as a way of rewarding us and motivating us. And uh, I was watching some other teams as they uh, were doing the tug of war. And these two teams were pretty evenly matched. But there was this one guy who looked like he stepped off the cover of Bodybuilder magazine. He was huge. And uh, he had legs that were bigger than my waist. And I saw him at the very back, and, and everybody was struggling and pulling, and he was standing there, and with two mighty thrusts of those legs, it was all over. <laughs> and uh, I thought to myself, that team needed him on their team. They needed a helper, right? We need a helper in God. We can't live, live the Christian life without him. He is the power that we need uh, to help us be able to have the victory that we can't have without him. Uh, and this scripture talks about uh, God's glory and his creation. Uh, and uh, we're, we're not going to focus so much on that today, but we're going to focus on God's word and, and his powerful word uh, and how it is able to make a difference in our life, how uh, our prayers to him can make a difference and, and just receiving his Holy Spirit to help us to do the work of Christian life and Christian living. Um, each of us needs to look to Jesus, needs to look to God for victory. So the title of my message is Looking to the Source of Victory. We're going to be in Psalm chapter 19. Let's begin reading in verse 1. The heavens declare the glory of God and the sky proclaims the work of his hands. Day after day they pour out speech. Night after night they communicate knowledge. There is no speech. There are no words. Their voice is not heard. Their message has gone out to all the earth and their words to the ends of the world. In the heavens he has pitched a tent for the sun. It is like a groom coming from the bridal chamber. It rejoices like an athlete running a course. It rises from one end of the heavens and circles to the other end. Nothing is hidden from its heat. The instruction of the Lord is perfect, renewing one's life. The testimony of the Lord is trustworthy, making the inexperienced wise. The precepts of the Lord are right, making the heart glad. The command of the Lord is radiant, making the eyes light up. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The ordinances of the Lord are reliable and altogether righteous. They are more desirable than gold, than the abundance of gold, and sweeter than honey, which comes from the honeycomb. In addition, your servant is warned by them. There is great reward in keeping them. Who perceives his unintentional sins? Cleanse me from my hidden faults. Moreover, keep your servant from willful sins. Do not let them rule over me. Then I will be innocent and cleansed from blatant rebellion. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you, Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Looking to the source of victory. What are some ways that we can look to God in times of temptation, in times of struggle? Well, first of all, I want you to see that we need to rely on God's word. We need to rely on God's 
word. Did you know the scripture says that God's word, the scripture, is God-breathed? Theonoustos, God-breathed. Did you know that's why there's power in the word of God? This is not just the words of men recorded on the pages of ancient scrolls. Yes, those men wrote, and yes, God used their personalities, but this is more than that. God himself inspired the words of this book. It's his word. And because it's his word, it does amazing things in the lives of people. And it can help you have victory in your times of temptation. I want to just take a look here quickly at what it says God's word does for us. Verse 7 says, The instruction of the Lord is perfect, renewing one's life literally... The Hebrew means turning the life or turning the soul. God's word has a way. I kind of like the old King James, I believe it says converting the soul. I like that word. But God's word has the power to turn somebody who's going this way so that they now go this way. If some of you are struggling with temptation and you're struggling with failure in your life, I want you to know that God's word can be a source of strength to you and help you change the direction of your life. If you don't know Jesus, God can convert your soul. The scripture says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things are passed away and all things are become new. God, through his word and through the power of his touch, can change you from the inside out. So it converts our souls, changes us, turns us around. Look at this, verse 8. The precepts of the Lord are right, making the heart glad. Do you want to have gladness in your life? Do you want to have his joy? The way you receive God's joy, one of the ways is through his word. There's something about the word of God that can bring joy to a heart that's trusting in him. He says... The commands of the Lord are radiant, making the eyes light up, or literally it enlightens our eyes. Have you ever had an aha moment when you read the Word of God? I had never saw that before. And God just brings it to your attention and ministers to you in a very specific way. Maybe with a struggle that you're going through, He applies His Word to your heart and He opens your eyes to the truth. Maybe he gives you a solution to a problem or a burden that you've had and you realize, this is what I need to do. But God's word has a way of enlightening us. He says it's pure and it endures forever and it's reliable and altogether righteous. Did you know, Arnie and I were talking the other day and Arnie was telling me, did you know that they have now said that if you don't get enough salt, that it's not good for you? Before they said, you get too much salt, it's bad for you. Now they're saying, if you don't get salt, it's not good for you. And so they're changing their mind. That's like the tomatoes causing cancer thing. The scientists, they go back and forth and back and forth. They don't really know. You know, why is it that people put more trust in the changing opinions of man than they put in the unchanging rock of God's word? You see, God 
has given us a reliable book. This, this scripture is true. The grass withers, the flowers fade. Some of y'all, the grass is starting to grow in your yards, right? You're wishing it wither. The grass withers, the flowers fade. But I'll tell you, the word of our God stands forever. It is lasting, enduring, and it is relevant. Did you know even the clean, white pages of God's word are relevant? We've been reading through Job. I never had any idea. Uh, Wednesday nights, um, how much richness there is in the book of Job. It's been a blessing to me. And I'm convinced yet again, so many times this happened, God's word is so relevant to where we are. It's reliable. So he says, your words are more desirable than gold, verse 10, than the abundance of gold. They're sweeter than honey, which comes from the honeycomb, and they warn your servant, verse 11 says. God's word warns us. Have you ever been on a path that was destructive? Maybe you heard a a message, or maybe you were reading in your quiet time, and the word of God and the spirit of God confronted you with the path that you were taking, and God got you off the wrong path and onto the right path. Isn't that a great thing? Don't you want to be warned? You're heading for the ditch. You want to be warned, don't you? We were, I don't know if you remember this, Dad, we were, when we were driving when I was in high school around this really windy road between Blunt County and Knoxville, and I looked over the side of the mountain, and the, the trees were going out sideways. It was that steep. And on those trees, somehow a, a trucker had gotten on that road. I don't know how he made it as far as he did, but he had gone off the road, and his truck was laying on the trees down the side of the mountain. I, it was it struck me. It was amazing to me. He would have appreciated a warning. Maybe there was a warning there and he didn't see it. By the way, that's a good reason to come to church. You might miss your warning if you stay away, right? Uh, so uh, he says, God's word warns us, redirects us. There's great reward in keeping them, verse 11 says. So, look to God's Word. If you're struggling with temptation, can I tell you God's Word can help you learn how to get victory over that temptation. It can change your heart. It can provide the warnings that you need. It, can, it, it, it is so sufficient to meet the need of your life. Rely on God's Word. The second thing I want you to see is we need to request God's help. Request God's help. Verse 12 says, Who perceives his unintentional sins? We don't even know what's wrong with us. You ever thought about that? Sometimes you you, you may feel guilty over something you've done, but there's things that you don't even know about that are sins in the eyes of God. You didn't mean to do it. Maybe it's an attitude. Or, or, or it's something that you've said and you, you don't even realize the sin that it is in the eyes of God. And yet it is keeping you from the sweet fellowship with your Lord. He says, reveal these unintentional sins to me, these, these hidden sins, God. I, I, I don't want to have my relationship marred. 
I don't want to miss the joy of the Lord and the peace that passes understanding because of sin in my life. Lord, show me where I'm wrong. You know what I've found? In my life, when I begin to get away from God in some area of my life, maybe there have been several times there's been an unintentional sin, a hidden sin in my life I didn't realize I was even committing. But what I've found is when that happens, the power of God that I have to have victory over sin in other areas is gone. And I find myself struggling with struggles that I hadn't struggled with for some time and, and dealing with things that I haven't dealt with for some time. And I'm, I begin to scratch my head. Something's wrong. Something's not right. And several times I've gone to the Lord and I've said, Lord, is there something in my life that's not pleasing to you? And the Holy Spirit will put his finger on it. And sometimes it's been multiple things. That's uncomfortable, isn't it? When God begins to show you several things that you're doing in your life that are displeasing to him. But it's such a positive thing because when you confess that sin, he restores your fellowship. So you need to request God's help. We don't even have the capacity to understand ourselves. Have you ever asked yourself the question, why did I do that? We perplex ourselves sometimes, don't we? But praise God, there is an omniscient God in heaven who knows exactly what's going on in your heart. He knows exactly how to help you with it, exactly how to help you come across that, that uh, bridge of, of repentance and confession so that you can have fellowship with him. Ask him for that help. Um, he says, uh, cleanse me. From hidden faults. Then he says, moreover, keep your servant from willful sins. And the word, my translation says willful sins. It can have the idea of pridefulness and arrogance. And this idea of going our own way and doing our own thing. And, and God wants to point out to us when we're off track. And when we have a heart of pride and arrogance. The Bible says, God resists the proud. But he gives grace to the humble. Sometimes what we can do in our pride is we can subtly quench the Spirit of God. And sometimes our pride may be tied to a sin. Uh, and he says here, from willful sin. So in, in my pride, I choose to do something I know that's wrong. And I say, God, I don't need you in this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to go my way. He says, Lord, cleanse me from that. I don't want to go there. I don't want to have a heart of pride before you. I want you to uh, bless me in my life. I want to be close to you. So, Lord, help me with this. Deliver me from this. Ask God's help. Did you know Jesus said, apart from me, you can do nothing? It's true. We can't. Somebody once said Jesus is the Colossian force. He, he's the one that holds everything together. He doesn't have to take away your life. He just has to stop giving it. Even your next breath is the gift of God. Jesus is the source of everything we have and everything we are. And that's good. And so uh, when you are struggling in temptation, when you're struggling in life, go to him and pray and intercede. Even better, Go to a Christian friend that you trust that doesn't have the sin of gossip as a weakness and share with them what is going on in your life. Not necessarily specifically, but just, just tell them, I need prayer in this area. Will you please help me? Please pray for me. And join together 
and bring those requests before the throne. James says, uh, confess your faults to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. That's what God wants to do in your life. So, request his help. Don't fail to pray in your own life. Now, here's something else you can do as you... Uh, when we're talking about the sin, the, the situation of temptation, you can pray for other people who are going through temptation. You can pray for other people who are going through struggle. And you can intercede on behalf of them. I want to tell you something. Our country needs intercession like never before. God told Ezekiel, I looked for someone to stand in the gap and intercede on behalf of the city, but I found no one, so I destroyed it. We need to pray for our country. We need to pray for our church. We need to pray for these people out in the community that don't know Jesus. We need to pray for our Christian brothers and sisters in Christ who are struggling. We need to request God's help because if he doesn't come, all is lost. Rely on God's word. Request God's help, and finally receive God's heart. Look at verse 14. He says, May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you, my rock and my redeemer. The Bible says, Out of the overflow of the heart, The mouth speaks. Jesus said, out of the heart come murders, adulteries, and all these other things. As he requests God to help him with his speech. You know what the Bible says in Galatians chapter 5? It says that um, we have two natures as Christians. We have an old nature. The flesh that lives a certain way. And it it, it has a bent towards sin. And then we have a new nature, and we have the the filling of the Holy Spirit. And as the Holy Spirit lives through our lives, we produce the fruit of the Spirit, which is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. The goodness of God comes through the power of His Holy Spirit. You see, the Pharisees, they tried to... You remember, they they would live outwardly great lives. Everybody was impressed with them, but inside they were wicked. Jesus said, you're whitewashed tombs. Is that not a picture? He says, outside you look good, you're white, you look great. But inside you're full of smelly, putrid, revolting stuff. How do we change the wickedness of our hearts? Because the Bible tells us that our hearts are wicked without God's touch. It can only happen through the power of the Holy Spirit. So as he prays, Lord, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you. How does God bring that about? He brings it about through the filling of the Holy Spirit. So we receive God's heart. My heart's not good. I need God's heart. I need him to live through me. So we receive God's heart. How do you do that? You receive the filling of the Holy Spirit. You say, as a child of God, if you don't know Christ, you need to first make a decision to turn from your sin and receive the gift of salvation that Jesus bought for you when he died on the cross for your sin and he rose again. You need to receive that salvation because you can't 
truly have the Holy Spirit's work in your life like that until you know him. But if you know him, you need to ask for the filling of the Holy Spirit. Ask the Holy Spirit, live through me. Speak through me. Give me the ability to love people the way you would have me to love them. Let my heart's thoughts, the meditations of my heart, let them be pleasing to God. Teach me how to walk in purity. We receive his heart. We surrender ourselves to the Holy Spirit and we choose to trust him and follow him in obedience. And as we do that, we're receiving the very heart of God as he lives through us. And isn't that what this world needs? This world hears a lot of talk. What do they need to see? They need to see Christians that genuinely love them, that speak with words of kindness, that have hearts of purity. We see a lot of scandal in this world, don't we? This would be a great prayer to put on your, your prayer list for each day uh, or, or for maybe one day a week to just pray, Lord, let the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you. Fill me with your spirit. Let your spirit live through me. As you produce these character qualities in your life, these fruits of the spirit, there's a byproduct that comes with that. And it's the joy of the Lord. The fruit is love, joy, peace. Have you ever read those verses in Scripture? Joy unspeakable and full of glory. That's what Peter said they were experiencing, the people he was writing to. Have you ever heard what Paul said about the peace that passes all understanding shall guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus? Have you ever wondered, why don't I have that? Could it be that your heart is not pure before God? Confess an impure heart. The Holy Spirit will put, if you ask him, if you say, Lord, do I have a pure heart? He'll begin to put his finger on some things in your life and he'll show you if you don't. And then begin to make choices about what kinds of things you're feeding into your mind all the time, right? Because that garbage in, garbage out, you've heard of that. Uh, the Bible says, uh, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds. Uh, what's in your heart matters. So be careful what you listen to. Be careful what you see. And, and put into your heart and in your life the things that will build you up spiritually. Billy Graham said, I don't watch something if it takes the edge off of my relationship with God. That was convicting to me when I heard it. Listen, uh, receive God's heart. Take these steps in your life to live a pure life and let the Holy Spirit of God live through you. And as you do, you'll draw near to God and God will draw near to you. You can't have victory over temptation in your own strength. But I'll tell you this. The scripture says, I can do all things. All things. Some of you are struggling... Statistically, I know that this is true. Some of you are struggling with temptation right now. You're struggling with temptation. Can I tell you something? You can do all things. You may be discouraged. You may think there's not hope. You can do all things. You may think there's no way. You can do all things through Christ. 
who strengthens you. He's our hope. He's our power. He's our source. Receive God's heart. Looking to the source of victory, what are some ways we can look to him? First of all, rely on his word. Secondly, request God's help. Thirdly, receive God's heart. If you do these things in your life, God will come and dwell with you and strengthen you so that you can live the life that God's called you to live. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your word. Thank you for the simple instruction to rely on your word, to request your help and receive your heart. Help us put these things into practice in our lives, Lord. Help us see uh, the, the great way that you empower us through, uh, through our practice of these things, Lord. Change us, turn us, convert us, uh, cha- change our hearts, our, our lives, our actions. Make us pure, make us holy. And Father, let the world see Jesus in us. And Father, for those who are struggling with temptation, I just want to lift them up in prayer this morning. Uh, Maybe there's an ongoing struggle. God, I pray that you will show them through your word, through your spirit, and through the the prayers that they and others lift lift to you, that you're able to help them with with their struggle and you're able to give them victory. Help them to put their trust.